Hello, this is Seductive Storm and welcome to my podcast. I hope you'll enjoy it from time to time. It'll just be me talking to you on topics and other times I'll have co-hosts or people that I'm interviewing. So get ready for some real talk with Storm. Hello everyone, I just wanted to let you guys know, first of all, thank you so much to everyone who has been thanking me for creating this podcast. Um, Those of you who may not know what you're listening to, although you should, this is Straight Talk with Storm. I'm known in the industry as Seductive Storm and I have been a companion uh, for 18 years total, although I did retire uh, twice for about a year each time. But overall, I've, I've been doing this a long time, and I've made a few interview and podcast rounds this year, and I just felt like there was a need for a podcast that was relatable to everyone, or, or at least to the online community of sex workers, one that encompassed and welcomed everyone to the table, uh, not just the elite, not just the upscale, not just the VIP, but even the mid-grade and the, and the lower bracket um, because everyone needs to feel some type of support and education in this thing. And so um, I hope each one of these episodes will be enlightening to you or make you laugh. Some might even make you cry. Some might make you angry as shit with the things I say or the things other people who are on here are saying. But at least we're opening a discussion and hearing each other. So please tune in every episode and I hope you'll enjoy it. Thanks. Today on Straight Talk with Storm, we have the beautiful and from what I've seen online, (laughs) fun as hell tall goddess from Florida, Layla Love. She's going to be on today. We're going to discuss a few interesting topics and we're also going to get into her new YouTube channel, which features adult toy reviews. So sit back, listen and enjoy. Hello, and today hey. we have the lovely Layla Love of Florida with us. I hope you will enjoy today's interview. We're going to talk about some, you know, real life topics, but we're also going to talk about some fun ones like her YouTube channel where she reviews sex toys. So say hello, Layla, and tell them all about yourself, where you work out of primarily, and, you know, just let them know about you. Hey, I'm Layla Love. I am based out of Tallahassee most of the time, but I am a traveling companion. A little bit more whenever the coronavirus wasn't going on, but yeah, so I'm here. Oh, and Savannah. Savannah and Tallahassee are pretty much my bases. All right. Um... So how long have you been in the business? I always ask everyone that you guys who are listeners know it. I've got to start there. <laughs> how long have you been in the business? 
Um, I've been, it's coming on seven years this fall. Uh, you're still a baby. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still a baby in the sex world community, but not a baby in the, you know, the whole community of just, I've always loved sex. So <laughs> well, yeah, I, I don't, I don't think uh, most of us are young in that, but yeah, I, no. you might not be a baby. I consider a baby someone who's been in industry one to five years. You might be more like a toddler or preschooler. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, because I, I have went through my rounds of stuff especially how you know when I got into it with Backpage being there I was always like oh man I wish I would have been back in the day where it was in the newspapers just so I could have had that experience but then we experienced Sesta Fosta so I had those uh, like the footing of I know stuff now I've been through different hoe stuff so um I 19 years um and I started online, though. I started with Yahoo Personals, which was a goldmine back in the day before mm-hmm. it basically became Match.com. Um, and Eros. Um, Eros was like a year old. And when Eros first came out, they did what all of them do when they first come out. They gave you a month free of advertising. And then if you liked it, you decided to pay for it. I kind of feel like I wish they'd do that now just because of how the economy is to give girls a chance. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. I I feel like a lot of these um, ad sites really didn't take into consideration the effects of the pandemic on um, on the industry, since it's pretty much a person to person. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of us have been trying virtual um, some with some success, some with not so much success, but it's um, it's a very different animal. And to those who love it and do well at it all the time, I commend you because um, I think a lot of us who are who were into real life meetings, who used to look well, not look down on, but think that video girls had it easy. And that they didn't work as hard as us. Ah, that's bullshit. It's it such bullshit. Of work. <laughs> this is twice, triple the amount of work. I had. I just would have never imagined that it was this time-consuming, sometimes draining. I just think there's not much excitement in it because you know you're take you're doing double the work for half the pay or even less than half the pay. way less yeah like yeah I, have, so. I started doing online content a couple of years ago just because I wanted I want to branch off into porn I have another uh-huh. persona for that like I just have you know <laughs> things that I want to do so I've had my OnlyFans for about two and a half years and it was fun I you know made some stock money and so mm-hmm. when pandemic happened I was still in process of doing all my other things like many bids and clips for sale I'm like I I got this oh my god (laughs) I was like after a month and a half I'm like holy this is just so much work before I was doing it just on the side during traveling making videos when it became my job I got so tired I got so tired and that's where I jumped into my YouTube channel because I understood I can monetize on that in the future with all my hard work put my energy into something else and then with that, my porn now, stuff can also flourish. Now, let me ask you this, because YouTube is a slippery slope. Um, I tried to turn on monetization of just my podcast YouTube channel. And because it's adult content, they said it's not allowed. That is crazy. I know because you messaged me and, you know, I've always 
understood that I would be as careful as possible on it because I've been mm-hmm. kicked off of YouTube a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just for posting. Yeah, whatever random stuff. That they, and, if, if your content is not child and at least PG thirteen friendly, you they don't allow monetization of it. That's what the rules say. So I well, maybe it's changed it. because where even when I've learned that you know you have to click on it's not. Uh, for mm-hmm. under age 18 and then there's right. the second one that's really not for under 18 mm-hmm. and they said that actually you can monetize more by having if you have stuff for under 18 people it's less of a chance or if it's just for kids kind of thing you don't you can't monetize yeah. on it as much and they so don't allow know. it they do not allow it for me I click it and it, it, it gives me the message saying I can't because it's adult content well, we'll wait to see if they get up to my thousand subscribers. Maybe there'll be a difference because I just have that little, it mm-hmm. says I have to wait till I get a certain amount of hours and then a thousand subscribers right. where now, I can then stop monetizing. I just had somebody at 1.30 a.m., some hater. So for those of you listening who don't know, I, when, when the pandemic hit, was actually just about to start real world meetings again and touring again. I have not met a person in person for real life meetings since last August, almost a year because I was still oh retired. Okay, so, but it was getting to a point where girls couldn't afford to pay assistant fees anymore. So to make up for that, I was deciding I'll see a few people a month. And then the pandemic hit and I was like, oh, well, not so fast. Never mind. So I came up with um, my own content site. Um, because OnlyFans is cool. I just don't have the time to dedicate to it to grow it like I need to. Um, and I even when I try to give it my all, I find myself forgetting I even have an OnlyFans because it's just really something that kind of falls to the back of my brain during mm-hmm. the course of the day. Um, I do use clips for sale. I find that's a little better for me. I upload content once a month. It's there. Go buy it if you want to. And then my content site. But my content site had has, I have well, like 30 different passwords to 30 different pages in there because I know guys can be, you know, assholes. And if you have one password, those of you listening, other ladies who have sites similar to this, be careful when you have one password that works on all your content in your site because they'll be in there downloading your shit and not paying you. So it's best to have different passwords for everything and just keep a list. It's annoying, but at least it kind of cuts down on their ability to steal your shit. But um, well, I before have- you go forward, I want to, and then even for any of ladies or gentlemen, listen, I heard this the other day about your other site for paid content. Can you give us the link or send me the link later? Because I want to check that out because I want to have my own page for my own right. content too. Oh, of course. I'd be happy to. But what I did was, and this is the same site we're talking about, um, videos no one's even seen yet. So I was baffled and I was laughing and I was like, this is the most retarded, childish thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Somebody took the time last night to report two of my videos that I don't even know how they found because they shouldn't have had the ability to find them. When I first started, before I started having my partner watermark 
put all the copyright stuff on my videos. Mm -hmm. There were like two or three videos that I put on my YouTube channel. Also, just because I needed some stuff on that YouTube channel. I just needed a couple of videos just to get it up, even just so I could then do live feeds. Because that's the right. primary reason for me even making a YouTube for that site is so I could do live feeds. Because Instagram Live is so limiting and I'm so tired of them threatening to kick me off of Instagram that <laughs> I was like, I'm going to find a way to do my lives outside of Instagram. Right. So at any rate, somebody decided to have two of my videos removed. Now, luckily for me, YouTube decided to not remove my channel altogether like they did with another channel of mine. But they gave me a warning last night. And guys, y'all, I, I know we don't have much to do right now. But I've got to say that the hating has to stop because you shouldn't have, you shouldn't be up at 1.30 worrying about what I'm doing in my life. No. You really shouldn't. Like I, at 1.30 last night, what I was doing actually was writing up a business proposal to get business permits and stuff for my food business that I'm in the middle of starting. And that's the only reason I was even awake and saw the emails come in. But I'm going to shoot more content this Saturday. I shoot content every Saturday. So for every two videos we take down, I'll just make 10 more. And I just wanted to give y'all that little speech so y'all can find something else to do with your time because you should really be trying to find a way to make some money instead of trying to find a way to stop someone else from making right. theirs. Right? I mean, like, <laughs> I don't get it. I don't, I just don't, I don't get where people utilize their time to hate on. I have no time for that. I have no use. There's like, there was this one channel on YouTube I found. Well, not one. There's a ton of them. Sex toy reviews. The guys, they can show their dicks. They, I seen balls and assholes, like all this stuff. Do you think I went and press report? No, that's not my <laughs> business. I matched him and said, how do you do? Like, I don't want to be naked on YouTube because kids are on there. But still, I was I'm going to tell you how you do it. I'm going to tell you the, well, Here's how I was taught to do it. If you just wanted to make YouTube videos that you could put in your site without them catching your adult content, you you put them in as unlisted. So it's not the same as a private video where... Oh, no, but these are right out there. Like when you oh, okay. uh, Google sex toy reviews, there's a ton of male like pump ones. Wow. And yeah, you see I the dick. I just think what is going on here? I this just is think so... it's another example of how society doesn't report what men do. Yep. They only police yep. what women do. Yep. That's why the men yep. get away with it. Yep. <laughs> yes. So that's yeah. where the frustrating part comes in. You know, I'm not going to report them because of society allowing dicks to be all over the place. And no one really wants to see your dick. Like, <laughs> no one really does. Like, and if we have to... And if we have to pay us for dick ratings, that's all yes. I'm going to say. Pay yes. me to have to hurt my eyes or at least be bored because I'm either bored or it's hurting my eyes. It's, those are your usual two feelings I get. Unless it's my personal world and I'm like, yo, send me a pic. You cute. You know, yeah. but hey. Or if I someone asks. Yeah, like if they're turned on. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> turned on and they're like, hey, you know, you send a couple pictures. Can I send a picture? If I, you know, if I like the person and I'm feeling mm -hmm. flirty, yeah, because guys are proud of their cocks. But most of the time I'm with you. Pay me for <laughs> sending me a picture of your cock. <laughs> I haven't, you know, needed to ask anyone in my personal life for 11 years to send me a pic because I have a life partner of 11 years and he probably wouldn't like me asking other dudes for pictures. <laughs> like, what's that in your phone, babe? <laughs> yeah, no, he wouldn't. I don't think so. There's one. <laughs> 
needed um, cock pictures because this one time waster and I just was fucking with them. So I'm like, went on Twitter and I'm like, guys, send me all your cock pictures. To- yeah, and people are like, has your account been hacked? I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> I'm so adamant on don't send me cock pictures. I will like, no, I'll stop seeing someone if I send them a cute picture and then they just send me a cock picture and then they say, right. well, you sent me a picture. I'm like, um, yeah, women's bodies are beautiful. <laughs> Run out. Keep those so, to yourself. The next question there are two questions i ask everyone so for those of you listening if you ever listen you're like this interview is going to be boring as shit she asked the same questions no it's just usually the first two that are the same questions because i want y'all to know who i'm interviewing and i know more about them too so when i listen i love hearing the stories about the ladies yeah how did you how did you get into sex work um, I got into sex work because I was going through, I was going through my separation and same, uh, same. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, I got, went through, you know, I was always a slut, you know, we had orgies and th- had a lot of sexual energy to the table. Um, so when we split, like that wasn't stopping, but guys, like it was different because it was not in the dating world. Cause I didn't want to date, but guys would end up being crazy because, they didn't understand a strong sexual person. So I was lied to like people that were supposed to be my friends, not boyfriends, because they couldn't handle that. So that was hurting me. So I was like, well, I can make some money. So I started on plenty of fish, you know, people message you and then you're like, right. So I started there. I hated it. Like it didn't make me feel good at all. So I stopped and I was working in the hotel industry. Okay. And then ironically, I got fired for one of the clients saying that he slept with me. He was in the front like area. <laughs> yeah, I was like, dude, really? Fuck with you. Like, oh, no, wow. some clients at the hotel dick. before. He but lied on this dick. Dude. Pardon? He lied on his dick. How 15-year-old yes, is that? How 15-year-old yeah. is that? And I talked about this the other day. Like, it's, I love the military, but I was a military wife for 10 years. And it happened a lot. Like, when we were stationed places, like, guys would say they slept wow. with me all the time. So, it wasn't surprising to me, but I was so devastated to be fired. I didn't know grown ass men over <laughs> twenty still yeah. lie on their dicks. Yeah, I'm shocked. they do. They do. <laughs> wow, oh, it's wow. insane. So yeah, I got fired, and I was going through a ton of stuff, and I couldn't find a job because I was a, I was a military wife for at that point eight mm-hmm. years, and I didn't really work that much, so I didn't have much to offer and so my girlfriend was like you know you just got to stop giving it away for free but you got to do it in a way that's going to make you feel good so can so I that's... interject I, yeah. I, I, I I have this moment too on a lot of episodes ladies stop is an acronym for a cousin taught me years ago when I was younger many years before I got into sex work stop state tax on pussy practice it <laughs> practice it that is awesome. I've not heard that before. Stop. Yes. State tax on pussy. And another one that I thought was funny that my, one of my a retired tech who's been my best friend, we were even roommates for a couple of years with our family. Uh, she sent me one this morning, a meme she found online. It said, ladies, if you think your man is cheating, stop going through his phone trying to see if he's cheating. Instead, go through his phone, hit that bank app, and send yourself some money. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's no reason to get mad for sex. People get so super attached to it, and then they go and put their hate on the woman, or the guys do the opposite. Like, I don't have any time for that. So yes, what was it? State tax on pussy ladies. Yes. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like even if you're not a pro per se, just be like, like, throw your hand up when he's progressing too fast and be like, what bill are you paying this month? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because they'll just take advantage. They'll just take advantage and not care. And if you hold, we have what they want. Like, yeah, they have a but super like the pussy, they will pay for it and they will in different ways. But if you let it for free, then they'll just keep getting it for free. So with that, yeah, I did my first ad on Backpage and just fell in love with it. I decided, like, because I had a horrible time with plenty of fish, I'm not going to do anything to compromise my person. Made that a big rule, and I haven't. And the only time I've ever felt this industry is when I was, you know, someone stole money from me. Um, Basically, people just like not showed up like said they were going to be here in like five minutes and then they just didn't show up that hurts right but, yeah, yeah it's more just the money part so yeah like now I have a better relationship with men it fulfills me like I'm allowed to be who I am and be around all different and educated successful men so you know how much I've learned you know you've been in it 19 years like yeah just a girl and I have learned so much from the people that I've met in this industry. I love it. Right. Um, do you feel like, and especially in 2020, good Lord, 2020 is a crazy ass year. All that's missing it's is Godzilla the- in the, all that's funny. Yeah. All that's missing is Godzilla in the coming of Jesus. That's it. That's all we got left. <laughs> but do you feel like sex work is still as rewarding and as enjoyable now as it once was? Even if we took the pandemic out of it, do you feel like it is? Yeah. And I think like where people are having a more appreciation, especially, you know, we just talked about how hard it is to do online stuff. Right. And so even if Mm -hmm. you're an in-person sex worker online, maybe you're like, oh, I like this way better than the in-person. So you could have found a new outlet or understanding I really miss my in-person and taking your (laughs) clients like, not taking them for granted at all. So you have a different idea coming into it again. And then the guys too, like they're missing their girls. Like, Oh my God, like we need you ladies. We're, we're, we don't know what to do. We're at home stuck with our spouses, not getting any. And we're seeing all your stuff on Twitter. We just want to hold you again. Mm -hmm. I still do in person, but just mildly because I, it's what I do. I love it. Like it's an addiction to me. When I wasn't doing it for the first, what, month and a half, oh, my God, I have a partner. And, yeah, we were just, like, I was just on him all the time. And I'm like, yeah, if I wasn't a sex worker, I don't know. He's like, yeah, we. I would just have to be super, super creative. I'm like, yeah, you would because I would get too bored too easy. So, yeah, now doing it, I have, I get, like, longer dates. I've had way more overnights in the last two months than I almost have in a year. So, to me, mm. I feel that just having a new appreciation for me and qual- um, not quality, respecting my time more and wanting to give more our time together instead of, you know, those one hour, two hour appointments. Right. I've, I've, I kind of like it. I have a new little business practice from right. it. 
So let me ask you this, because some of the things you're naming, um, even for those of us who advertise it, who have, you know, the class and the poise to pull off those meetings, we have a harder time getting those bookings. So, guys, this is where we have our little moment where we're going to talk a little bit about um, the differences and how women of color providers are treated and regarded, but it's going to be very brief. But because Layla has shown herself to be very pro-Black Lives Matter, I didn't think this yes. would be an uncomfortable topic to have with her. No. So we're going to have it. Um, and I do apologize. This interview, for some reason, still has some sound issues. I'm thinking it's the Anchor app in general, and I'm not sure why it's happening it's worse it sometimes and then it goes away like now it just went away so i apologize for the sound um a couple of other people who use anchor have been having different issues with it i don't know i think it might just be that so many people have decided they're going to become podcasters that their system is overwhelmed and maybe they got glitches now because before it used to be really smooth but anyway um, would you say, like, honestly, well, first, what ethnic background are you? Because when I look at your pictures, I can't really tell. So what ethnic background are you? And then I'll ask my next question because it has to make sense. <laughs> okay. Um, it's pretty simple. I even did the uh, the lice thing. I'm Welsh and Irish. So and a okay. little bit of Swedish. It's pretty simple. I'm Canadian. So that's part of my background. But yeah, I'm I'm pretty simple. <laughs> And you know what? Now that you said it, I did read it on your site. Because I read everybody's sites, y'all, before I interview y'all. I want to know who I'm talking to. I feel like it's crazy to interview someone and not know anything about them. So um, with that being said, then, I guess basically the universe would consider you Caucasian. So would you feel like, do you feel like, because I just feel like some people don't get it. And they think that women of color, people of color, trans of color, sex workers are making it up when we say that we can be just as professional, just as beautiful. And it's so hard for us to get the overnight bookings. It's so hard for us to get the multi-hour bookings. There's like 10% that are successful at it. And they're usually very young or very athletically built, or they just have found a certain niche that is so unique that they have you know the run of the land with it but most of us it's really not that easy for us and so when I was listening to you saying how the pandemic has in some ways actually given you better quality clients Mm -hmm. um for a lot of us brown ladies tan ladies yellow ladies I hate saying yellow to my Asian sisters I mean no disrespect I just say that for the idiots who still use these terms but that's not how right I, I know you're not yellow just like I know I'm not actually the color black person <laughs> that's um, right you know although I don't know if y'all saw it did y'all see that beautiful ass woman who is now in the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most melanin, darkest skin in the world. If she isn't stunning, I don't know what stunning is. No, I haven't. I have to go check her out after this. Man, she's jet black. And when I say her skin glows and her cheekbones are the most gorgeous thing i ever seen, I'm wishing I was Crayola black at this point. But anyway, <laughs> um, beauty comes in all colors, shapes, and sizes. And that's, I'm real big on that. I, I personally... Oh, yeah, it does. 
Yeah, personally for me, even, and I'm bisexual to my core, like not for pretend and not for fad. I really am. And I find myself not so much attracted to blonde and blue eyes. That mm-hmm. don't do nothing for me. I don't mind who it does do something for, but that American apple pie look really doesn't do much for me. I much prefer brunettes or redheads if if, if we're going to be honest about it. <laughs> Like, but I just want to know, like, do you as a Caucasian sex worker, like, acknowledge and understand the differences? Like, do you think if you were Black that this pandemic and how your work changed for the better would have been the same? That's a tough one because, you know, I'll tell the one first, I'm going to say yes, because the how I got this is not just from new clients. These are clients that I've had for years. So okay. I'm, I got and so if I had them you. as a black woman, yeah, I would I think it would still be the same now. So that being said on my part, but as a whole, like I've learned so much, especially being in the industry and every after Sesta Foss, every all the ladies getting to know each other more. I have so many new friends, ladies of color, because in Canada, it wasn't, it's not, that wasn't around me all the time. So I've learned so much and I don't understand because I think black women are so beautiful. I don't get, I don't understand how, you know, yous are treated differently, but then I do get it because there's so many people out there that have their stigmatizations of what ladies are be like. And so maybe they're, I won't get along with her. Personalities aren't going to, be right so I just want to spend an hour you know fear of how the date's gonna go but that's the only thing I could think of because I think um I think and and I like sometimes when people on too because sometimes I can open their eyes to things mm-hmm. and so um I don't know if you're aware of this but I think you see it in the news and I think people I think we become so numb to horrible things on the news that they don't have the effect on us or the shock value anymore that they did when I was younger. Right, right. But if you think about it, when people go missing, when females go missing, it's not a big deal usually unless it's a Caucasian girl. Right. Just back in 20, what was that? 2016, 2017, there are hundreds of black women and girls missing in D.C. that are still mm-hmm. unaccounted for. And that should still be a news story, especially if we're doing Black Lives Matter, right? That should still be a news story. Yeah. But Black women on a whole are the most harmed, looked over, not even valued as human group of people, only second possibly to Black trans people. But other than Black trans people, we're the most harmed and the most looked over. It's almost as if the whole world... Well, not the whole world, because there are good people who know we have value. But it's like the mainstream world, the world you see in the news, the world that controls what we see, mm-hmm. who gets looked for, who gets cared about, doesn't value us at all. It's it's and it's horrible. It's really it's horrible. It's so horrible. It breaks my heart. Like it breaks my heart because I can't do anything. The only thing I can do, and this is what I've through all of this is um, like with George Floyd and all the protests is to listen, to learn, and then to educate wherever I can, because I can't change the color of my skin and I can't change the color of your skin, but I can help change people's ideas of what 
what it means to be of a different race and then of women like I think you you guys are strong as fuck like it's, yeah. it's intriguing how there's such a disrespect and a disregard to your lives yeah um I think and that kind of goes that kind of points to misogyny regardless of the race of the man um you know women are almost like children to be seen and not heard right right so so when we do anything other than be sexualized objects and fun for men and stroking their egos then all of a sudden we're bitches and we're too strong yeah and um i've even had other female sex workers tell me that I am an angry black woman or that I am masculine acting and that you can't find wealthy men men being masculine acting. I'm like, well, if a man has a problem with who I am as a person, he's probably not a good choice for me. Right? Like, if I got to change who I am, like, if I got to take this feminine class, this feminine guide class to be able to find a wealthy dude, then, I mean, that wealthy dude is either misogynistic as hell or he has a weak ego and he needs me to stroke it and that's not what I'm here for. No, your happiness is way more important. Be who you are and people are going to love you for that. Like, I will never change myself because someone has money for someone to respect me in a certain way. No, you come around my presence, you're going to get a strong-ass female and if you don't like it, you don't need to be in my space. Yeah, like, I I just, I don't like, um, and I have three daughters and two sons, a granddaughter and a grandson. And I just can't teach my daughters or my granddaughters to be weak just to no. just to make a man no. feel strong. I'm not going to do that ever. No, no. <laughs> I my my daughter she she has three strong females: her grandmother and her stepmom. Yeah, you know, boys and you know even girls out there because you never know. She's going to be a strong ass female. Like she's not going to take shit from anybody. It's going to we're teaching her this respect for herself, love for yourself first and everything else will come after that. Don't anybody and don't let a man try to tell you what to do. Yeah. No. Especially since uh <laughs> real life shit, they often leave even after you do everything you tell they want you to do. Um, yeah, yeah, they do because they, they and, and if they don't leave, if they don't leave, because some of them won't divorce you or leave you, but they're not necessarily honest with you either. So just know that and be prepared to just make sure you're happy with or without yeah. him. That's all. Yeah. That's all you can do as a woman. She's yep. only twelve, and this is what we're learning right now at a young age. Because you know, it takes. Yeah. Like you go, you could be in your forties and fifties to figure this out. I want her to figure it out way close. And full disclosure too, you know, my daughter is mixed. So, you know, she mm-hmm. is a beautiful mix. Mm-hmm. She's going to be strong. <laughs> She's like, Here's what so, I yeah. told my daughters. I told my daughters, uh, want a man because you want him. Like how you want a new pair of shoes. Yeah. How you want a new car how you want to get your nails done or whatever, but don't need him. Yeah, that's Want true. him, but never be in a position to need him. Mm-mm. No. Want him, but don't need him. They're two very different things, and people get them confused. So people get them things. confused. So, and there's, like, the stigma where, you know, you got to, like, have a boyfriend, and then it goes into you got to get married, you got to do all this stuff. If you don't have a partner, if you're not in love, you're not successful. 
that is not true. Like you can yeah. be very successful Honey. and not have someone that you're going to go and be married to at 20 years old. No. Let me let me say this. First of all, you shouldn't marry anybody before you're 29. That's ridiculous to do it any sooner. Yeah. Secondly, my middle daughter, who is 22, is has a double major in college and was always married throughout high school to her books. Okay. She did not get into boys and boyfriends till she graduated high school. That's- um Maybe the senior year of high school, she she had someone, but she still made sure that her books came first. So now my 31-year-old daughter, by the way, who y'all have seen me speak up, who's also bipolar. So I taught her things, but it's harder for her because, you know, the demon in her head rages once in a while. Yeah. And because of that, her life decisions aren't necessarily great. Hey, y'all, full disclosure, when I was younger, I was a hot-ass mess. I was. But, but I, well, I was a hot-ass mess depending on how moralistic you are and depending on how patriarchal you are. Right. For me, what I was doing was having fun and I don't regret a damn moment of it. But I Mm -hmm. know the rest of the world would label it as me being a hot-ass mess. Well, I'm in that club with you too. And I I could say (laughs) fuck y'all because that is who the person that all that brought me to who I am today. And right. I love who I am. And I know that I'm just going to get better. Like I'm 41. My body is better. My attitude's better. So true. Like, so all that hot ass mess came to what is here. And you do look at how <laughs> you are a hustler. You are successful. You have all these businesses. You're doing a podcast. Like, you know, if you were just boring and young, would you be, you know, all young and boring? Like, I'm going to not do nothing because people might judge me. I'm not going to have my own fun. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. I hit the glorious age. Now, make no mistake, I was comfortable telling my skin years ago. Like, 10 years ago is when it happened. But I'm now 50, and I'm not a big fan of Oprah, but Oprah said one thing that's true. A woman finds her full glory and becomes truly comfortable in who she is at 50 and doesn't give a fuck about the rest of the world at 50. You know, at 50, you're just like, I'm half a century old, bitches. You can't tell me shit. (laughs) I feel awesome now. And then to think at 50, I'll feel even better. My daughter was saying to me yesterday, like, oh, you're 40, you're 41. You, You can't be like, dressing like that or acting i'm like or people like checking you out i'm like uh you're gonna be 40 one day and you're gonna be hot and you're gonna be strong and you're gonna be powerful and you're we're gonna look back at this and we're gonna laugh because 40 is not old girl i i'm gonna be like this until the day i die (laughs) it's not going anywhere yeah i am 50 and i've said this before i'm gonna tell y'all again my life partner of 11 years is 33. Ooh, I'm you got a baby. I'm 50. Wow. And he loves every inch of this, honey. I love it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Yeah. The, you know, then you get the young ladies too, like, oh, ladies over 35. No, that's yeah. not true. And then you get the guys like saying that too. No, that is not true. Like, there is no age limit on what people think is attractive. So that thing, that stuff needs to go out the window. And, and honestly, you're as young as how you feel. Yeah. My brain still thinks I'm 25. Right? <laughs> <laughs> My but brain. you're a little bit more responsible, so you're not a hot-ass mess anymore. 
Yeah, yeah. But, but my brain still wants to go to the club and dance and party all right. night. Right. My brain still wants to like wear shit that shows the boobies. Yep. My brain still wants to do everything. My brain longs for my wild days now. Yep. Actually, I think women go through their midlife crisis right between 45 and 50. Only where you don't do it as harshly as men and just get rid of the whole family. Like, you know, <laughs> you know like get a find a way to still make it work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask so. you, mm-hmm. how close are you to your modem or what type of headset are you on? Because I noticed sometimes the clicking sound is better and then sometimes it's worse. Well, Oh shit! It was because I had my computer open. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no. Okay, let's talk because I just shut my computer. So because I can't go into the living room because that's where my daughter is. Yeah, and and it's okay. Look, people, nope. I've already told y'all. You may hear some sounds. Y'all have had episodes before where my dog's been barking like crazy. So sometimes these things just happen. But um, I I really am not sure that this is either one of our faults. I restarted this twice, um, but I really think it might be an anchor issue. And I might reach out to them and just let them know that because I've never heard this sound before, but it's weird. Um, but, you know, hopefully you still enjoy what you're hearing. But yeah, I don't know what's causing it. Because if we don't get many views, we can do it in a month or two or something like that. Especially because I want to meet you too. Yeah. Um, Next time I'm in Atlanta and all the coronavirus and stuff. I will be in Miami in August. Now, I will only be there because I can't get my money back on a vacation rental that I already paid for. Uh, (laughs) Um, Girl, that's one of my favorite places. (laughs) Me too. And it was supposed to be a celebration of my 50th birthday, me, all my kids, my grandkids. But me and a couple of my kids are beefing right now um, because, you know, sometimes I think the coronavirus made everybody crazy. And I think my older son forgot who he's talking to sometimes. And it's crazy because usually he and I have the closest relationship ever. But this mess has actually broken down our relationship, believe me. It is what it is, though. He's in Miami now, actually. Again, he goes all the time. But um, at any rate, when's your birthday? How? My birthday was in April at the beginning of the bullshit, so I didn't get to celebrate it really. For okay, I got you. I got you because mine's in August. I didn't know if we were around the same time. Yeah, my birthday was in April, so then we had to move the trip out to June, and then we had to move it out to August because shit just doesn't seem to be getting. And now I'm at a point where I can't move it again, so now we just gotta go. We just yep. have to go. So, you might not be able to do everything you wanted to do, but you can still enjoy Miami. Oh, yes, because I absolutely okay. intended to go to Club Live. We were going to rent a yacht. There was so much that was happening. Yes. And now my money is screwed because um, business did not pick back up yet. And then um, my vanilla business allowed me to claim um, unemployment. Well, not regular unemployment, but way for like self-employed people yeah and to get that extra fpuc uh payment and since that fpuc of 600 a week is going to end the end of july things are about to get real tight for me so i really need some web design and assistant clients pronto 
like right away because I'm trying and I think that's part of why I wasn't feeling well too is because I'm really focused on how stressful my life's about to become again and unlike other people I want to work again but I can't because the risk for me my family could end up losing me if I get sick so I, I really can't do it per se which kind of sucks so but it is what it is you know hopefully hopefully they'll find it in their hearts to extend that payment um, I don't know because my regular unemployment a week will be just enough for rent and, and one bill. They won't even cover the rest of my bill. Oh, damn. So yeah, it's hard. I was I don't I learned how to build my website, but I want to get one for my love heats up. So I'll go on mm-hmm. check your prices because it's not going to be big, and I can, you know, hire to keep our community the women supporting the women. Right. Um, and right now it's hard because there's a lot of women that aren't really using their websites or, you know, not doing it. So they're not really going, Hey, I need a web designer. So I'll go right. with that. Cause I don't, I don't really right. like doing all that stuff. Like I did my own and I love that I did it, but I genuinely don't want to do it. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if a lot of people have forgotten, but I make graphics and banners. I do all of that. I make flashing bland animated ones. I, I do all of that too. Logos, everything. We do everything at Taken by Storm. It's not just a one, like, I just do one thing. That's not true. I even do social media management for people. Well, I did before the pandemic hit, and they couldn't afford to pay me anymore. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy. Okay. But um, I know you're in the Florida market, and let me just say, I have tried Florida twice, touring, and it was a nightmare. Similar yeah. to Atlanta. And yeah. I don't know if those of you remember the Verify Hen community room where all the girls could talk, but we used to always tell girls to avoid Georgia and Florida if you can. If you're one of us who lives here, we're here. It is what it is. But touring-wise, they're not the best locations uh, unless you have a certain look. And I hate to say that because I don't want to discourage anyone and make them have low self-esteem. But, I mean, you know, they're just certain areas that aren't for everybody. Um so explain for other ladies the dynamic of working your area of Florida and would you say it's a good market and what are the downfalls of working Florida? Okay, I'll start because you said Georgia. I'll start with Savannah just because that's another home base of mine. I, have a- I love it there. Yeah, I love this city and that's where I started. Okay. I was one of like, you know, I was in a I wasn't established. I was just real. I wasn't on drugs. So I built a huge clientele in Savannah. So that's why I keep going back there. Like I have my apartment there, but it's not an easy place to work. Like you said to Atlanta, you know, I have like some regulars there, but I don't go tour there. I just go because I have gentlemen that I've known for a long time. Florida is almost right to about the body. Like you go my, like South Florida, Tampa, anything like that. You got to be like, perfect if but even then it doesn't say you're gonna really do good because sex is such an open thing in florida i think that's why it's hard for people Mm, to work like it's it's just like tampa it's so sexualized there's so many swingers like it's just so sexualized in florida people can get it for free they don't really want to pay for it and then you get all these women like miami is one of the porn industries so get in porn they just go into sex work so you just get all these beautiful women too just saturating 
the areas and then you get the guys not really wanting to pay for it because they right. get it for free like orlando they're so cheap over there so interesting it's it, and, and people think because there's money in florida that you're gonna just make bank it's it's so in tallahassee no like i have a lot of regulars here i have people come see me when they travel through but it's that's why i tour that's why I tour because it's like I can make do if I wanted to to live here, but no, I want to save money. I want to invest in things. I want to, you know, when I'm older, I want to work because I want to work, not because I have to work. Right. So yeah, right. Florida, it's people are, people just think it's going to be good because there's money and there's a lot of people, but it's a really hard market across the board. Jacksonville, I just stopped touring there. Like I'm like, you guys really? see my time. Like, yeah, you, you don't want to. You don't want to send deposits. You don't even like now. Well, Jacksonville has a lot of pimps and that kind of thing too. And that's what I learned that you know how the women treat the guys is how then the guys treat the women. So if you get them where they they go and they know they have pimps and they're you know or they're on drugs, so then the, all the guys think all the girls are like that too. So mm-hmm. then they treat you that way, and you're like, no, have you? Did you even do your research on me? Like it's, right. And this other thing I found. I've learned in the last two weeks, kind of found, learned at the same time. Me and my partner were trying to find a lady to do a double with because he wanted to have a threesome in Savannah. And again, there's really not many girls there right now too because of the coronavirus. Right. All of them were scams. Like they were like, okay, you got to go pay me $50 to do a FaceTime and that'll be the screening or go to my OnlyFans, pay for this and we'll do the screening there. I'm like, dude, you can't screen on OnlyFans. (laughs) I think you're going to get yourself completely kicked off if this is your hustle. All of them were scams. This is what I'm understanding. Guys are contacting us. And we're like one, say they've contacted nine girls and you got Mm -hmm. one girl that's legit. They're going to treat that one girl that's legit just like she's the scam. Yeah. So I've been learning and I'm so frustrated for us, for the legit workers and so frustrated for the guys not doing their research. Like, why you guys got to be so freaking dumb? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've always told them, like, you research what restaurants you're going to eat at. You research the TV before you go to Best Buy to buy it, but you won't research us at all. No. I, I don't understand it either. I don't. I don't know. Crazy. What is your thinking with their dick? They're not thinking with their dick. No, that's true. That that too. But again, <laughs> like at what age did you grow up a little and they realize don't. you're not 15 and in high school anymore? I don't know. That's all I Some, okay. Gentlemen, not all of you guys are like that. We're generalizing, but there's a that are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So what is your favorite type of client to date? Oh, wow. That, I don't. You don't so have, have to have fun. Yeah, like, because I have so many, like, you know, just my bonds with my clients are pretty deep and I just like if you want to have fun I like gentlemen that want to have fun because I just have my idea of life is just fun so if you're boring and you just don't want to do anything (laughs) and you don't talk then it feels awkward for me so that's have like an hour date so we don't have to do much but you know I like the longer dates because you get to know people more yeah so yeah just be like just want to be an open open-minded and have good conversation 
conversation. Yeah. So yeah, fun. And then, oh, I love tips. So if you're like tip and it just makes you feel, you know, important because yeah, we make good money, but a tip is like, Hey, I really appreciate you. Right. Hey guys, those of you who give a tip or send that text or that email expressing how like you appreciated it, you guys get put in our phones and our email vaults as like great clients. Like we put an asterisk by mm-hmm. you or we yes. write something really nice about you so that we know and, and and newsflash, you get treated so much better on the second date after that first one. Yeah. It's mind blowing how different it is. And then we, we 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 treat you differently. We pull out the most expensive lingerie mm-hmm. set or our best wig. <laughs> Or, yep. you know what I mean? Like, you really get treated better. So, yeah, you like, you know, you do. It makes a difference. And I know a lot of guys are like, well, I'm just paying the rate. I shouldn't have to give an extra. Do you want to be treated special or no? Right. Like, seriously. Yeah. Like, you want to be treated like a king. We're going to treat you great regardless. But to get in those special books, like, I have such a bond with so many of my clients. You right. know, they're just they're good to me. And so I'm really good to them. It's not... It's not like I do it intentionally. It's just, it, it happens. And even goes with the guys that we have when they just do the screening and then send right. them the deposit. It's the same thing. It gets our right. Like, we're like, yes, I can't wait. To I love that. the new guys. The new guys usually mm-hmm. bring me flowers and gifts and shit. Mm-hmm. I love it. Like, bring <laughs> on the new ones. You yeah, that's our tour too, because I like variety. I just, I love my regulars, but I need to have some new tech. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. So tell the listeners something about you that they would never guess. Okay. This is like, it's not super deep, but (laughs) because I'm such a beach bunny, like I love being on the water. I boat, I'm doing, you know, I'm not officially a captain yet. I still, you know, I couldn't bring a big boat with us beautiful ladies out yet without feeling intimidated, but I'll get there. So just forewarning, we're going to have a little groovy party. But I'm afraid of the water. <laughs> like, I am afraid of really? the water. Yeah. Like, I, that's why I like the golf. But even then, like, when I'm on my paddleboard, I don't want to fall in. And then, okay, if I'm a little buzzed out, I'll have my, my, um, but yeah, I'm afraid of the water. So me, I love the water. adore the water. Not scared of the water, but can't swim. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm the first girl if you give me a life jacket with her. You're gonna jump in. Huh? You're gonna just jump in. You don't care. Well, no, I'm not just jumping in. I think I might do that if I didn't have kids, but everything I do, I have to remember I'm responsible for other humans. Right. So I don't just get to be that reckless. Um, but I know when to stop. Like once I'm waist deep in the ocean, I'm like, okay. This is far enough because I can't swim. (laughs) Do you still have your life jacket on when you're wasty? Do you still have that on? I don't wear a life jacket like if I'm just waiting in the ocean. But if I'm on a boat, like when I was going to rent the yacht, oh, absolutely the life jacket was going on. (laughs) Um, And because the yacht I wanted was also going to have a jet ski. And I've always wanted Mm -hmm. to get on a jet ski, but I can't swim again, Mm -hmm. y'all. There's that I can't swim. So the life jacket was going to have to happen. Strangely enough, um, I can 
paddle well enough to survive if I have a life jacket on. Like, I can't swim without a life jacket, but with a life jacket, I can actually swim. It's okay because you'll just drop to the bottom if you don't have the life jacket. Yeah, without the life jacket, I'm drowned. It's over. You know, my kids are having to plan my funeral. <laughs> I was trying to teach my girlfriend last year in Turks and Caicos swim in the pool and that's what she kept doing and she has her own floaty devices they're huge right no they don't float they don't make you float up and we went scuba diving and she had her life jacket and that's she was able to get by with you know the doggy paddle but I just couldn't I'm like wait you just like put your body like I couldn't understand like maybe because I'm not a good swim teacher but you know I've just always I've always kind of let me tell you Back in my day, there was such a class in sixth grade that everyone had to take in Maryland, which is where I'm from, called Drown Proofing. Literally the name of the class, Drown Proofing. And they tried to teach me to swim. They might have been the closest that ever got to success. My ex-husband was a lifeguard, tried to teach me to swim. Oh, my God. No way. <laughs> uh he was a lifeguard before he met me, but throughout high school and college, before the meeting in Miami, he was literally a lifeguard. He taught our kids to swim, but he couldn't teach me. Um, I think my problem is, folks, I don't like, I'm the person in the shower when I bathe who keeps her face out of the shower. I have a real aversion to water in my eyes, nose, okay. mouth, and ears. And I'm pretty sure that's why I can't swim. That could make sense, yeah, because you don't, you're fearful of that touching your face so you can't concentrate of actually keeping your body out of the water. Right, yeah. right. That that's, makes sense. Yeah, that's why I can't swim. I'm convinced there's no other real reason for it because I want to learn to swim. Especially but you, the minute you we had talk a boyfriend about, who was a lifeguard, like he was able to teach you how to, like if I tried to teach you, no, it wouldn't happen. But a lifeguard, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, but also had done the army so it wasn't particularly kind or patient. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so still, he wasn't the best teacher, uh, you know. But anyway, my kids can swim. That's, That's good, good enough for me. They have to yeah. save me, I guess. Um. Now, my oldest son, literally, when we went to Ocean City, Maryland. Again, I'm from Maryland, so a lot of our family vacations are back home to Maryland. I love Miami, but Ocean City will forever be our favorite beach because it's where we grew up. Um. There was, we went there two years ago, family vacation, horrible riptide. The lifeguards were even saying, you know, like, they were, my son, my son was able to swim. It looked like he was swimming half of the Atlantic. I was getting concerned. And I was looking back at the lifeguards like, you're not going to tell him to come back. My oldest son can swim his ass off. When I say he can swim, he can swim. He can swim. Yeah, and yes, riptide current, all that. He can swim like a fish, though. Um, yeah. So, you recently got into toy reviews. This is your moment to shine and pitch it, yes. girl. Explain yes. to the public what they can expect when they tune in to watch. Sell it. <laughs> well, so that's a big, that's a big thing, because, you know, the expectation is that I will be talking about sex and orgasms and toys. Mm -hmm. But besides that, like, I, I just want what I've always been like, I've always loved to talk about orgasms and sex toys to my girlfriends, my family, even the guys around in my family. And so I wanted to start a channel where I could just review toys. And my the difference of me doing them is most of the time I want to unbox them. And then I masturbate and then I come back.
right after. And I filmed the other part, the masturbation part, to put on many vids. And it's not geared towards guys. It's more for women because there's a right. lot of women out there that don't really know how to orgasm, don't really know how to use toys. And so this is like an informational thing too where they can go and buy the video to say hey I like that toy I want to see how she masturbated with it so it's not like all sexy like mm-hmm. oh yeah baby it's not like <laughs> oh that. god I hate that in porn movies I, look hey guys hey guys first of all when you all talk I've had appointments where it's awkward real life ones back in the day because they want to watch porn yeah. And I had to explain to them, like, I really don't really want to watch this. Because this is like, imagine working at McDonald's all day, making beef patties, right? And then coming home and your wife wanting you to make beef patties. <laughs> yeah. Literally, literally, I live porn all day as a living. I'm not interested in watching it. No, no, uh, I'm not, I'm really I'm not a big not. porn watcher either. Sometimes I'll put it on. You know, when I masturbate, it's more in my head or just feeling. That's me too. Yeah, I just feel because when it starts feeling good, my eyes are closed. I can't watch yeah. porn anywhere. No, eyes and then are the sounds like they're just so dramatic too. And, and yeah, and I and I, I got to a point. Um, I hate I hate the dates that want me to sound like that. Yeah, I have not sounded like that in my real life with anyone i feel like any real life guy i've ever dealt with would have thought it was so corny and fake that they wouldn't even enjoy themselves like uh, i just can't but i will say this i was never into toys that's not my wheelhouse i had a lot of male stimulation toys because i specialize in prostate massages right so i had those but for me, I'm like, yeah, I like real shit, and that's not for me, and I'm bisexual, but I'd much rather see your mouth than a scrap on, okay? So, well, that's that's a whole thing, though, because I, there's, to me, like, person to person, comparable mm-hmm. to masturbation, no, like, and I hardly, to believe it or not, I hardly use toys unless I'm dominating someone. Right, or right. Stuff. I don't use toys during my session. I have an appointment with a lady next week and I might go get a new toy to review too of for lesbians just to see because, right. you know, utilize the opportunity. But normally, no, I love the human to human contact. Right. But the toys are more just for masturbation. And I'm doing a couple guys. I did a couple guys and I'm going to continue to do them too because, you know, I'm not going to exclude them. I thought I was going to. I thought it was just going to be geared towards them. But right. it's, just to, it's just to talk about it. And I just right. want to... I just want to be, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, I want to, like I said before, I want to monetize on this, but this is allowing me to be who I am. It's fun. Right. I wear my wigs. I love wearing wigs. Um, I get to talk about sex and I get to educate people on sex too. Right. And I'm only starting. And so my videos are great. Like the editing's great. The visual's great, but I'm going to person and how I'm doing the things and right. how I come bring the content out to you. I just needed to get started. And it's right. very, I could spread my asshole out to everybody to watch on porn. That's not intimidating, but doing my YouTube, very intimidating because I'm showing <laughs> my personality. Like, and I'm quirky. And sometimes I don't know how to articulate exactly what I want to say. So I make up some words. And you know what? That's all just who I am. It's right. So it's intimidating that I feel, okay, I'm going to get the haters. But I'm okay with that because there's more people that bring love than bring hate. And that's what I'm focused on. I have.
had to buy toys um, simply because I literally only bought toys to do my content filming and OnlyFans, guys. Yeah, because you can't just use your fingers all the time. They'll get bored with that. <laughs> yeah, I literally just bought it for the visual to sell videos. I'm not going to lie about it because I don't, I don't need them. I mean, I live with my partner. Hello. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I live with my partner. And since I was 13, my hands have been working just fine. Um, I bought those for you all for the visual. So, See, guys, and so guys, buy them for her because you know it's coming out of her pocket, and toys are not cheap. And what I'm learning, what is that in the United States, there's no regulation on sex toys. So, what is regulated in baby stuff and dog toys and that they can put into sex toys. So now I'm going to revamp my cabinet, throw out right. anything that is toxic, and start building a very high quality and that costs money like it's right. it's not cheap but right. i'm gonna be giving away a lot of sex toys that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> oh, family my sex worker friends yeah they're gonna get in abundance Man, don't worry I everybody don't look, be clean if i'd known if i'd known the shit was gonna hit the fan and we would be back then this would be the world i'm in now where i need to mm -hmm. be virtually I gave my best friend who's now retired the most beautiful glass piece ever that a client once gave me years ago. And it was so pretty. I wish I had that thing now. Aww. It was beautiful. I so wish I still had it. But I gave them to her because that's not really my thing. Right. Like, I was like, like, here, you want these? Huh? Well, maybe she'll hear and she'll be like, girl, I'll let you borrow them. You know, all you need is some freaking, you know, <laughs> clean it, right? I should chew. Like, you know, just make sure they're all good to go. Yeah. Content. One of my favorite last ones is the rose. I don't know if you've ever seen it, so I can't wait to do a review on that one. It just feels so good in the pussy. I don't know if I have or not. I'll send you the picture. I don't know them by name, but yeah, I'd be interested in that. Yeah, um, so really nice. I know you said you have been kind of doing real life meetings anyway past that first month and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, so like, would you say it's been business as usual outside of your rent? I know like you have the rent, but outside of them, has it been challenging and have you implemented for your real life meetings, any safety guidelines like masks, gloves, like what are you doing during the real life meetings to still keep you and them safe? The only thing I'm doing is the temperature because at first when I started, I had them, I did the temperature, I had them go do their teeth, take a shower. <laughs> that was a lot. And um, so just the temperature and understanding where they've been, if they've been out of their city. And so nothing really extreme, but there's also the people that I'm seeing again are people that I've seen, like they're not right. like people. I'm not just like going out there. I've done a two hour or over too. So people are just not booking me and I'm only taking one person a day. So right. those are those side precautions, but only the temperature because the shower and the teeth thing didn't make sense. And I was going to think about doing the non-kissing, but I don't, I, it's just who I am. Like I'm intimate. I, the idea yeah. of wearing like face masks is just awkward for me. Yeah. See me, um, I had written up all my new COVID in-person meeting rules. Um, and I have them on my sites that are still up. I have a couple of sites that are down and I'm in no rush to get them back up since I'm not doing in-person meetings right now. But I think for me again, um, I've just decided the mask is going to have to be a thing. I'll get some pretty ones. I'll take them off when I need to. For certain reasons, of course, you'll have to take them off. Um, right. 
hand washing. Um, I think for my prostate massage guys, I always wore gloves for them anyway. Me too. Oh, but I when they all got sold out. I was so pissed because I couldn't find them anywhere. Oh, Amazon. So Amazon. Just be prepared for it to take six to eight weeks to get to you, though. That was the thing. I was ordered the black ones too because I love the black ones. So I finally found. But yeah, I have I have two gross. packs of the black right now. I have like two hundred of those I right right now. Did you ever think that you would be wearing them out in public, like as a necessity, and going like, "Wow, these are the ones I stick in people's butts." <laughs> <laughs> well, like, you I know? worked as a CNA before, so it wasn't oh, okay. such a strange concept to me, okay. like it is to some people. Like, yeah. um, that's why when they were telling the public we didn't need masks, I was like, "That's a damn lie." Because I worked during the HIV epidemic when there were when they didn't have the cocktail that allowed them to live long, mm-hmm. and I worked with tuberculosis patients, and okay. we always wore our masking gloves. So if it worked then, it works now. So I knew yeah. that was a, that I knew that whole way of thinking was crap. I was like, y'all better wear them damn masks. These people are leading you to slaughter, and they're lying to you just because they want the equipment to not be compromised for the health workers. And I understood that. But yeah, I'm gonna let you know. I, um, everybody knows, um, I have a virtual hospital room in here at my house. We got oxygen tanks and all that. I am prepared for the worst. I am absolutely prepared for the worst. I'm prepared to take care of myself or to at least teach my family members how to take care of yeah. me. If well, you come to your underlying issues, you need to understand yourself, and that's so awesome because you're not letting you're not letting something happen and then being like, Oh fuck, what do I do? And right. Yes. Like you, you'll might get to that point, but you know how to figure out your own stuff. Were you a nurse before? I can't remember. I was a nurse's assistant. I okay. was a regular nurse's assistant. And then I was also a specialized geriatric nursing assistant, which is for the elderly. So, you know, like a, a lot about the healthcare system too, oh, like yeah. how fucked up it would be, you know? Oh you Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I have a whole EMT kit here. Like the shit you found on the ambulance is in the room where I'm sitting right now. Um, <laughs> I have a stethoscope. I have a pulse ox to make sure the, the lungs are getting enough oxygen. Right. I, have, I have everything here I need to take care of me. I even have a nebulizer. Um, I have this shit that you need to put down someone's throat to ventilate them. I have all of that if I need well, to. Well, you know, you might not want to say that to too many people because if the hospitals get overloaded, they're gonna be knocking on your door. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, I don't know what you're talking about. We, we heard you on the podcast. Come on, knock yeah, on. We know you're in there. We know you're in there because you're not going out. Like, no, <laughs> look, and I'm gonna be like, but you know, people make up shit for social media all the time. You yeah. can't prove yeah. it. <laughs> Like you can't prove it, right? Well, no, but unless you think about this, if you go and say, "Okay, well, if I charge them as much as the hospital will," because I went for pneumonia one time and I ended up with a sixteen thousand dollars bill, you know, then you could maybe, maybe I'll just, you know, what's an one hour in here? Ten thousand dollars? Okay. question has okay. COVID changed touring and also 
do you have any advice you can give to other ladies to make their tours successful? Oh yeah, quote COVID has completely changed. It's pretty much stopped it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll like I'm going at the end of the month. I'm going to Charlotte and Raleigh, but you know that's just because I need to get out of the house and I have my clients there. Usually I'll go right up the East Coast, make it a two week event. And so, no, it has changed it completely. I don't feel comfortable just going to these cities. I honestly just don't feel comfortable. Like, it doesn't even make me feel super comfortable touring with the coronavirus, but I still, you know, I'm still not going to stop doing everything I'm doing. And that's just my personal. Right, right. right. But so for touring, I like, we could actually talk about this on another show too, because I've toured so much. Like I have Mm -hmm. so much information, but the two things, um, Two. I don't even know where the two came from. The one that guys, <laughs> yeah. The, now that she told me that, I'm absolutely gonna have her come back for a touring episode. Yeah, and then I'll You'll have to remind it. me because I have a million things going on. But that sounds like one hell of a plan. But continue on. Yeah, because I've been touring pretty much since I've started. You know, I started in a little town around Savannah, Hinesville, and so I just have always been traveling. So I've I know a lot about cities, just how to make stuff work. Most importantly, this is the most important thing that I've learned about touring. Don't get in your own head. Don't get in your of what you think you're going to make. And if you don't go and reach that goal that you, you were unsuccessful. I heard you in the, one of the podcasts, I think it was with Heather Strong, when you talked about when you go to a city, you want to go there and you want to enjoy it. So if you don't come out with, you know, all this money, you're not going to feel bad about it. That is right. key. That is key. Like, you know, you want to go on a tour and be successful, but I see a lot of girls, I hear a lot of girls not wanting to tour because they're just not going to come out of there with bank. As long as I come out of there, if I come out of there and don't have to pay anything, I'm happy with that. But, you know, just a couple dollars. Then I had an experience. I'm in love with that. I'm in love with meeting new people. And even if I don't have a successful tour, I don't let it eat up my self-esteem. Sometimes the city is just not good at that time. Right. And then you can go again. And if it's still the same, then maybe not go to that city again. Right. But don't not tour because you have a certain idea. And then if you don't get to that idea, you feel that you were unsuccessful and people don't want to see you and you hate right. the city. No, no. Look, I went to Naples, Florida. It's been close to two years ago now. I didn't make a dollar. I stayed four days. But let me tell you something. I had the time of my life. I didn't mm-hmm. regret it. I had the most fun. I can't remember the name. It was like an upscale um, within their shopping district, um, like club and restaurant. And yeah. I enjoyed it so much. I went there every night I was there. I was supposed to be freestyling, but I got so caught up just in enjoying myself. I didn't even give a fuck. I enjoyed the beach while I was. Um, I also went to the beach, like, because I have a thing. And I wanted, I want to visit every ocean. So I went to the Gulf yes. of Mexico in Tampa and I just had the greatest time. So when I talked about coming there again, both my life partner and um, one of my best friends, Kristen Lickens or Kissable Kristen of Tampa mm-hmm. was like, are you real? Cause she was with me all those days. She's like, are you really going to do that again? And use up all your money like that? I'm like, girl, I had the time of lifetime. I don't care about that money. Like, I, I had so much fun. I didn't care. We get the opportunity to travel and see beautiful places. Naples, I love Naples. I That's where, you know, before I go and live on my island somewhere, that's where I will head to. Right. Because it's, it's so stimulating, visually stimulating. Right. And 
again, it's Florida too. You might think, oh, it's a bunch of rich people. I'm going to do really good. And that's what people think. That's not always the case. Right. So yeah, like go and enjoy the cities that you're going to. Don't, my, my one like that was at in San Diego. It was right after Sesta Fossa. I didn't have my website because they shut right. it down. I think I had one appointment in one area, one appointment in the other. Didn't really make any money, but I loved it. Like I ran around the city. I learned so much about just life and stuff of the beautiful place. And then on top of that, where I didn't really make any money and stuff, I went to go check into my flight and she's like, you're early. I'm like, like three hours early. She's like, no, like a week early. I'm like, fuck. So I had to pay like $350 to change my flight. So all the money I kind of made was gone. But you know what? I loved it. I loved the experience of going there and seeing the city and just gallivanting around being free. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we'll we'll discuss, we'll do a touring one and then I'll have like notes and I'll have everything articulated good because I do have a lot of information about And I do understand, um, and I do understand too, I just want to say this. I could afford to do that, you know, before the pandemic hit because I'm an assistant, a web designer. Yeah. So the touring was something I wanted to do, but not something I had to do. And so, yeah, for me, there are many vacations where I hope to make some extra money. Right. Um, but yeah, I do get, I don't want to be tone deaf, so I do get to someone who's listening, they're like, well, I can't afford to do that. I can't just afford to go somewhere just because I like it. And, you know, I can't do that. Then that brings now. a different kind of hustle. Like, if yeah, you're not I can't if you're going because of this shit. But before no. that, I could. Um, so I totally get it, and I've been at the bottom of the bottom, so I just want people to know, like, I, I don't want you to think I'm some bougie girl who doesn't understand struggle, because I do. But oh, I just yeah. wanted to give you all a way of knowing, you know, um, don't be disappointed and all messed up in your head if your first couple of tours don't go the way you expect them to. That's all. That's that, the yeah. main point. That's the biggest deal. And the other thing I've learned from the touring, too, is – with the first time you go to a city, guys are apprehensive about you. They don't know. And my second tours usually are always way more profitable unless it's just, a, it doesn't happen. But I hear guys will go, Oh yeah, I seen you last time, but I, I just didn't know who you were. And so when you came back, I was like, okay, I did my research on her. I want to see her now. Sometimes they're just, they just don't know. Like you're just this new girl, especially if you're right across the country and somewhere different that, people have never even looked like i want to go to oregon right like that'll be people be like who the fuck girl um so yeah it just takes time it just takes time to build clientele people trust you and it's don't get in your own head to me okay yeah you don't have to make money but as long as you come out of there you didn't spend any and even if you have a hundred dollars in your pocket don't make yourself feel bad just don't feel bad about your tours don't think all of them are going to come out with freaking ten thousand i would say even if you did spend money if you can afford to like i could have i could afford to when i went to naples i could afford to don't do it if you can't afford to like yeah don't do it if you can't afford to but for me even though i spent a shit ton of money it was okay because i literally came back feeling so refreshed and so rejuvenated and happy it was worth it it didn't matter. And I was meaning don't spend money as in like you just made enough that your whatever you spent didn't count. You know what I mean? Like if you spent your money, but the work that you did do and you still came out with a couple dollars, like that's what I meant about not spending money. Like you actually mm -hmm. spent money because you had fun. 
life is about living. Like it's about living. And if you're just in a hotel room stuck in there all day, you're <laughs> right. going to get depressed. Especially if you're not having all the appointments you think you're going to have, you're going to get depressed. Get out there, right. see the city, have some fun. Eat some food. I love food. Eat some but good New Orleans, shit. Ladies, I don't know if you guys know this, even guys, if you guys didn't know this, New Orleans food has no calories. What? Yeah. So when I go to New Orleans, I just, I indulge. Okay, sometimes. Okay, I need to liquor. explain. How does New Orleans food have no calories? It's all a state of mind, baby. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like of all the cities I go to, their food i'm like oh my god because you can't get it anywhere else so it has no calories but the drinking <laughs> does so if you're gonna indulge in the drinking the drinking does have calories in it but the food does not no calories <laughs> oh my goodness so what is next for you both in sex work and after sex um i don't think there's an after sex work for me okay. um i yeah uh, like i'm just continue like with the love heats up and then my other brand is danielle wilder but she's like gonna do fetish porn and stuff you mm-hmm. know and with sad about that um and then with escorting yeah it's gonna slow down over the years but i'm still i feel i'm just gonna still do it like as long as i can and then say i can't i'll have all these other incomes of sex work money but i also do want to be a genuine sex educator i have to go do some schooling for that right so you know i'm still young i have all these years but i i believe i'm going to be in sex work forever and that i'm saying that in the most positive way i want to be a positive influence to a bunch of people and not just because i'm an escort at first i thought yeah i'll just be an escort forever i love this no I want to have all these different right. avenues of I don't, sex work. I don't think I'm going to be a physical sex worker forever, but I think I'll be virtual as long as I can. But what I do know is, um, because every time I say I'm retiring, girls get panicked. Stop panicking. I'm only <laughs> retiring from my meeting gentlemen when I retire. Right. I won't retire from web design, mentorship, assisting. That's not going away. Um, I will always do that because, uh, quite honestly, you folks are a part of me, whether I like it or not. Even those of you who hate me, it's okay. I still love you. It doesn't matter if you hate me. You know, a mentorship, that is so important. Like, I genuinely, I don't think I'll ever be a mentor unless I'm just, like, helping people, Mm -hmm. you know, along the way. I'm just not built for that. But Mm -hmm. there's ladies like yourself, and there's so many people out there that need that help because it's so hard. Like, when we, when I first started, I didn't have any help and I didn't need have all these, you know, all these friends. Like I have learned fast speed in the last two years. I've learned more in the last two years than I did the five years working exactly. alone as a sex worker. Um, not to put down other mentors, but there's a lot of men. I personally feel like I'm a good mentor because I'm a good mother in my right. real world. Right. And in mentorship requires a certain type of nurturing and there. Yes there are a lot of mentors who are only in it and about teaching you only about the money side of it. And there have been haters who are like, well, how can she mentor you when she's not got any savings or in a good financial place herself? That's not the type of mentor. I'm not mentoring you to get rich. I'm mentoring you to not lose your mental self and your real self and to remain 
mentally healthy and happy while in sex work. That's the mentor I am. There are different types of mentors for different things. And I feel like what I do is absolutely as important as the mentor who's teaching you to make a million. Because oh, you yeah. can make a million and still end up suicidal and kill yourself if you don't learn how to be happy and accept who you are while you're a sex worker. Yeah, because sex worker is not mentally easy, especially when you're young too. Like, right. yeah, like it's, it, there's a lot of, that goes into it. You know, we're talking so freely, you know, you've been in it for so long. I've just been always a genuine slut. You know, sex has no emotional value to me, but sex workers, yeah, they need that. And people, I don't believe doing it for money either, because if you're just doing it for the dollar value of your clients, you're, you're not having the best intentions of your clients in mind. Cause you're right. just, yeah, you're just, you're on your own hustle. You got to do it for love. You want, you want to make sure that girl succeeds, you know, financially, but like you say, emotionally, that is the biggest part of it. Yeah. Cause, cause y'all, and I've told girls, I've had girls come to me for those of you who don't know, I have an agency, but I haven't hired anyone in like a year because I got busy with doing other things. And so I kind of <laughs> let it fall by the wayside. And um, I've had a few girls reach out to me recently, some right at the beginning of the pandemic, which I thought was odd, worst time ever to try to start. Right. Uh, um, and one of them was on again from being a mother. And I told her, I can't hire anyone who's not at least 21. It will never happen. Um, I don't care if the law says you're legal. To me, at 18, you can still ask your mom, your dad, your uncles, your aunties for money. Right. This shit is too hard for yeah. someone who has not even yet learned what it is to be a true adult. Yeah. I understand some people really only care about the money, but that's not me. I really right. want you to be healthy and happy. And 18 is too young, too young. To, to enter this. I, and I know there's going to be plenty of people like, well, I was 18, I was 15. You were. And I get it. But look back on it. And if you could do it over, would you think it was the best choice? No, you wouldn't. I, like, you wouldn't think it was the best choice. It, it, it couldn't have been. Not at 16 or 18. No, that couldn't have been the best choice. I'm sorry. Uh, it's just not. Um, there's too many other ways you can still get your money at that point. Yeah, because it, it will, you know, I'm, you know, I guess there's people out there that were molested, like, for the right. whole. So they're thinking, okay, well, I can just, this is an extension of that. I can just make money off my body, um, whatever circumstance. But the fact of the matter is it just, it changes you. It changes your perspective on everything, like men, money. Right. I think, and so at a young age, you might think, well, I'm young. I can use that now and get all the money. You can make all the money too when you're older. Like, it's just, right. it's just a, a I started, mess. hey y'all, I started at 31. Yeah. I started at 34, I think, something around there. Yeah. So no, it's not about the age factor. And I would have, I would rather have started in a later age than at a younger, even I one of my girlfriends. Go ahead. I will tell you y'all who are listening this. I have no regret, no shame, no um, dissatisfaction for what I did. Even mm -hmm. the two really bad eggs I encountered as clients right. uh, is part of my journey and part of my growth. But what I what I will tell you is this: 
there was a day when I broke down and cried because I've said this before. I'm I am religious. I'm a Christian, and so for me, it was always like a war within myself about yeah. my moral decisions versus my money decisions. Right. And I never even I, thought of that part. There was a day when I broke down and cried where I. Uh, my kids weren't being particularly grateful of all I've provided and done for them. It was a few years ago and I broke down and cried and I just screamed at them um, that I sold part of who I was and part of my soul the day I decided to make that sacrifice to provide for y'all. So when I tell people who are 18, they're too young, that's why. Because even the strongest of us who aren't broken by it don't have regrets will tell you, yes, part of who we once were dies once you entered this. There's no other way to say it. Part of who you are dies. And that doesn't have to be a bad thing. Sometimes that can be a good and empowering thing. But you have to accept that the you you knew before it is going to go away. Yeah, Literally, so you will save little residual parts that you will remain, but you will become a different person. There's no way around that. You will see yeah. the whole world and men very differently than you did before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great way of putting it. Yeah. Like it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's, it's either you look at it as the half, the glass half full or the glass half empty, but you got to accept that it's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you do. Yeah, like when you said it, it's like, you know, I look back, I'm like, yeah, it totally changed. But for me, just because who I was, like I was able, like I, to, separate that and become the person that I am today. And I love it, but it did, you know, when I look back at the beginning, it, it took a part of who I was, it took that life over there. And now I'm this new person. And at a young age that can destroy someone because you just don't have yeah. the, the mental capacity. The they don't know the who they experience. are. 18. No. Did you know who you were at 18? I didn't know who I was. No. <laughs> No, I knew I became a new mother for the first time at 18, but beyond that, I didn't know shit. Right? You know, I knew I started college at 18. Beyond that, nothing. Like, you're still very much a child at 18. I don't care what the law says. You're very much a child at 18. Yeah, absolutely. There are 30 and 40-year-olds who are still children. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Like, there are people who have never learned to adult never learned to be responsible, never learned to take responsibility for any of their actions. They still want to blame everyone else for what they they do. And that's not being an adult. And there are 50-year-olds who are still like that, unfortunately, even. I know some. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I can't deal with that. Take responsibility. I, like, never blame anybody. What I do is I self-reflect. I figure out what I could do better. And then if I feel like I need to blame someone, I do. But I usually don't have to because I take care of it myself and go, how can I be a better person in this situation, regardless what it is? Right. Unless someone like hits you or something at the light and it was completely not your fault. Right. Something like that. But no, I don't like when people go and blame everybody else for shit. That's just ridiculous. Ooh, I got a 31-year-old and a 17-year-old that I gave birth to who are experts at it. They wrote the book on it, honey. I'm trying to you know, teach my daughter straight. Like now, when she tries to do it, I'm like, no, we're gonna nip this in the bud. Right believe now. me, I spent yeah. so much time yelling, threatening, <laughs> like you wouldn't believe, trying to get it out of them. But I'm just gonna chalk it up and say it's from their paternal genetics. <laughs> yeah, it does happen, man. There's some things you're just like, what the heck? Like, 
did that come out of the sperm? Because I think so. Like, how does that work? Look, <laughs> with those two kids, I'm still looking for glimmers of me. Just someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got three that I can find myself in, and then I got right. two that I'm like, where am I? Right? Where did you come from? I know I pushed you out, but was there like a swab at birth? I don't know. But no, you yeah. don't think that because you're like, I can, can I could see the X, right? Like then when you know, you're like, oh my God. I'm just like, oh my God, I should have just gone to a sperm bank where they had the book and I could yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About the IQ and the personality of the person. I should have done it that way. Right. Totally done it that way. Um, what are your favorite things about being a sex worker? <laughs> that's a, that's a big one. Cause I love, like, I love sex work. My favorite thing about being a sex worker, honestly, is being my own boss. That's really great. Um, getting leisure time, getting to travel. Um, I love, I love the gentleman I meet. Cause I love the energy of that, the money, the not only being my own boss, but being able to create an enterprise and become better. Like, you know, you got to learn. It doesn't just happen. Like being successful, especially when you got all, you know, all different avenues, you just didn't pick up the podcast and go, oh yeah, I know how to do it. You know what I mean? Like you got to, you got to learn, you got to grow into it. Right. Well, sex work allows me to go and learn all these different things in life. And so and to build a future where I get to go and live on an island. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, those are like the basics of it. And oh, right. meeting all the beautiful women. Okay, yeah, I, you know, there's drama out there, but I stay away from the drama. I love meeting all these great women because I've never been surrounded by so many ladies that have such a great, strong, powerful feeling about their sexuality and empowering other people around right. them. So I have, I felt so lonely, you know, I just, you know, you didn't have any friends. You just did what you did. And now like I have, especially I have a little small group of ladies. We're super close and it just feeds me. It makes my heart warm. So those are a couple of my favorite things about sex work. What do you wish we could improve within sex work? Um, Ladies need to support each other way better. Don't think of people as their your competition, right? Your, your coworker, like what? Yeah, like the guy. They're coming out to us for variety. You don't own anybody. You you're not better than anybody else. Don't mind on what other people are doing. If you like what someone's doing and you're impressed, I can learn from that person. That is awesome. But don't bring people down. So, you know, the ladies, we have to start supporting each other because this world. They don't support us. And whenever we see each other attacking, whether it's on the different levels of sex work, it's not cool. You know, we need to support jealous and then focus that energy on doing your own thing instead of attacking someone else. Uh, honey, I'm surprised because I would think that me being 50 and being semi-retired, I can't imagine why people are still jealous and hateful of me. But they are, and it doesn't even make any logical sense to me. Like, I'm not even competing anymore. (laughs) I I don't get it. It it boggles my mind. Why are you mad and I'm not competing anymore? I don't understand it. Now, for those of you who don't know, I have another persona. She charges way more, and she's more an exclusive and fly me you kind of gal. Yeah. 
But COVID kind of made me have to put her on the back burner a little bit. But yeah, she'll still be functioning. But Seductive Storm is pretty much like retired, other than when I need to pull her out, and dust her off. Like I, you know what I mean? Like it's it's not. I don't even understand why so much hate. It's ridiculous. Like I'm a person. Just the ones that hate. And I'm a person who you could genuinely come to and learn from. Right. Versus what you're doing. (laughs) You're you're 50. You're like, what the hell? Like, why are you even? Like, it doesn't even mean anything to you. So they're just wasting their own energy, looking stupid. Because, like I said last night, like you do know, I still have all my videos on in my files, right? So you getting it taken down from YouTube doesn't stop anything. Right? You just like <laughs> felt empowered. But why? Why do you feel empowered doing that to someone? I I have never gotten it. I never will. Um, and so the other, like even just doing this podcast, I did one a couple weeks ago with my YouTube is a little by You little. went on Tank's podcast, right? I did. I did. Oh my God, I was so I nervous. Know. I was a little buzzed out there, but I learned my lesson, but it was still fun. It He's the first fun. podcast I went on. Um, and like, <laughs> it's funny, we went and got food first and, um, Alexis Reynolds is a friend of mine. And if she hadn't have done him first, I probably wouldn't have done it because I was so scared to sit with a man alone and do a podcast. I right. I wasn't sure what the angle going to be. But yeah, he's, he's really fun. He's such a nice person. so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Sweetheart. yeah. Chantel did, Chantel H. Paul, she did the one I yeah. think you reached out to me before, but I was like, I don't know. You're a guy, right? We always are thinking, well, what, is, what do they want, right? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. just wanting to look at pretty girls. So, right. you know, when Chantel did it and I then listened to his stuff, I was like, yeah, I'd like to do that. And then with you, it was when I first heard you on the TSCG podcast. And I'm like, she has such a great energy. And then yeah. when I listened to your stuff, I'm like, I love how you come out with them really quickly. And you just, you're positive, you're upbeat. And so I was like, yeah, let's do this. So each time we talk about it, each time a lady comes out and talks about what we do, you can have, you don't know who you're going to touch out there. Just one person at a time that we can teach them that we're not victims. We're not coerced to doing this. We love what we do. Like we are people that provide a great service. Stop looking down at us because of your judgmental history of religion or what your parents taught you or whatever it is. Like I, it's it it makes my heart hurt because yeah. there's so many good people and there's so many sex workers out there that have to hide it. I don't I have everyone knows I had a crazy person out me, so everybody knows what I do and I am supported me too. by my family. Yeah. I got like one cousin who her husband found me online and knows and was like, What are you doing? It would hurt her heart. And I was like, Well, first of all, she's not my mom. We've been, right. you know, cousins and best friends since we were four, but it, the more important thing is she's going to wonder how you saw it. Yeah, what are you doing looking for this stuff? Yeah. Well, like... he claimed he's a, he's a pro bus driver for, like, sports teams and stuff. So they had put him up to it. He claimed, I was like, but I bet she doesn't know that part of your job. So how about you not tell her and I won't tell her either. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Right? You don't want to have to explain yourself. And yeah. I don't really, I don't feel like you should out me because that's just not cool. <laughs> but but Be out it is not cool. To me, during the Craigslist days, I got outed a couple of times. Someone outed me on Twitter because I was against the erotic review. 
Okay. Um, I just always let them know. Now that person crossed the line because they tried to mention my now fourteen year old daughter in it. Ooh. Um, and that's where I had to let him know in no uncertain terms. I'm from Baltimore. I'm not from Georgia. I right. will gut you and kill you like a fish and not lose sleep over it. Don't play with me about my kids. He quickly learned to leave me alone. Because I was like, yeah. you know, my name's out there. I've been convicted twice now. Trust me. The police know my name. You know my name. It's public, it's public searchable information. I'm not scared of that. What you're not going to do, though, is ever mention anyone I gave birth to again. That's what you're right. not going to do. Yeah, because Mama Mode, Tiger Mama Mode is going to come out there. And like you said, you're from Baltimore. And I heard that's a pretty tough city. <laughs> Don't try me. And, and I am and I was raised within a family. Um, all my family is teachers, school superintendents, lawyers, and doctors. I come from a fairly well-off family. So I'm not the good part. But I know how to carry myself, though. Right. I know how to protect myself. And what you're not going to do is ever, like, bring my kids into an argument. That's what we're not going to do. They're not, that's, yeah, no. That's all limits. I don't care who you are. I would, even if it was a racist, I wouldn't bring their children into it. I really wouldn't do that. Um, You know, unless their kids say some racist shit. Right. You know, I have a friend who, a local friend who I've been friends with for years. My kids have been best friends with her kids now. Oh, God, at least nine years of the 11 years I've lived in Georgia. What I can say is um, we had to have a moment because her and her kids evidently don't really like black people, but my kids are okay. Um, and uh, so she and I had to have a moment and evidently our kids got an argument and she tried to use my profession as a way for her kids to win the argument against my kids. What? Oh, my God. I literally had to check her um, and without saying it, but I think she could hear it in my voice, let her know, basically, uh, I will fuck you up. I don't care how long we've known each other, but don't you ever again try to make my kids feel some type of way about their skin color or what I did to support them. Don't you ever do it again because it ain't going to be good for you. Don't you ever do it again. And, uh, so, yeah, yeah, my kids are speaking again, but I really don't even like it because I feel like my kids are being gumps, and I don't like that. crossing a line, like that kind of fight you can't go back from. Yeah, yeah, but my kids are like, we don't have anything to do with quarantine, we want to go over there, and I'm like, as a mother, like, you want to teach them to have self-respect and right. love themselves and not have to put up with that. But at the same time, they're so miserable just sitting in the house for months. Right. So I found myself in a very difficult position. <laughs> you know? But I want to say this. So my partner is like the one of the most open-minded people I know sexually. Um, like literally. Um, and I went to your site and I had to show him because he has a huge foot fetish. Okay. And the taller the girl, the bigger the feet. So I was like, yo, she's six feet tall and her feet are a size 11. He you gotta have great toes to jerk off with. <laughs> <laughs> he's in heaven. So one day when we meet, he is likely to be with me. Um, I have been known to facilitate his foot session moments because he's the main... I. 
time I all the web design by myself. But for the more expensive sites, the the sites where content's being sold, mm-hmm. he is the guy. He okay. he taught me how to web design. So sometimes he gets a treat. So you know, you never know. I may reach out to you and be like, Hey, my boyfriend wants a session. <laughs> hey, I'm cool with that. And like I said, because you know, I have these weird toes. I always used to be insecure about them because my you call them weird. Well, yeah, like, because they were, like, my middle one's long, like, you know, but I have a kind of a space between that one and my big toe. My girlfriend's always had the cute toes, right? So they do the pictures of all their cute toes, pedicure, and you had my big ones. And then I usually hurt my feet because I'm clumsy. So they were never pretty. And now it's like, ooh, they're efficient because they're so long and I have that space. Like, I yeah. get to wrap the cock around it through that little space part. Yeah. Open and stroke yeah. it with my other one. Yeah. So because are, I am in love with them now. You know, it's a um, it's a difficult thing for a guy who is not a pimp and not using you to cope with you being in sex work. And because of how supportive he's been of all my ventures, um, I just decided that allowing him that outing once in a while is a good way oh, to say thank you for absolutely. Thank you for loving me and accepting me, even though you hate it. And some, I've, I've actually watched this man cry before because it's heartbreaking for him for Aww. me to do this. And so, but because I'm so strong, he's learned that he can't force me to not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. He would love to, but he can't. Um, and so for me, I love giving those gifts to him once in a while where I just say, thank you for letting me be me, even if it hurts yeah. you. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, because that's that's great because that's hard to find. Hard to find a man or, you know, even a woman if when you're in this support you wholeheartedly and even with the fact that he it hurts him that much and he still loves and supports you. Like, that's so commendable. That's yeah. so commendable because so many guy. people can't handle it. He's good. And and I mean, you know, um, and, and it's an education thing for him too. He's learned yeah. a lot being with me. I've, I've, I've slowly broken through barriers of misogyny and patriarchy and made him have a different... We're not 100% yet. He's still working on it, but... <laughs> but hey, you know what? But life's all about self-improvement. So when yeah, we love it, you know, we, we still have our arguments where... Because I, y'all, if y'all don't know, y'all should know. I'm alpha and I'm a feminist. That is a deadly combination. <laughs> that is like that is like walking into the lion's den with a yeah. stick tied to your waist. It really is if you're a dude. So, um, you know, but yeah, so don't be surprised if I reach out to you and, you know, in the future, I'm like, hey, we're in Florida. Let's make it happen right. because, right. you know, he just deserves it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. You know, and I know there's a lot of girls. I am always so shocked by the girls, and they're usually younger, who think you can't love anyone, who think you, in order to be successful, you have to totally be consumed by your job. This is a job. Like, would you totally be consumed by your job anywhere else, or would you still have a life? Like, I don't understand why those of us that don't can't associate the fact that sex doesn't anything and you can have sex with multiple partners and still be in love with a partner like it's like you maybe that emotion like they feel guilty like i can't do this no like i said earlier i have a partner i met him doing this i broke his cock when we first met him and he had to go to the hospital honey mine was a customer the first day the first day i met him i fell in love with him the first day i knew (laughs) 
this is it. And I'm right. Here we are 11 years later. 11, that's a long time. And to do that, like to have, could you picture your career without him, without that love, without that support? Yeah, no. you could have done it. Because he but... takes most of my pictures. He helped me make Taken by Storm what it is now. No. Yes. Yeah, like I, I don't get it. And, and then there's, you know, I'm not knocking on anyone, but where, okay, you're going to come in this and you have like someone that's going to take care of you. My partner, he takes care of me. He has a business. He does all that. He actually does a little jiggling on the side. That's his like little mm -hmm. outlet. It's really hard for guys though to get women to say it. And then we'll like try to do a little, I'll like say, here, here's a month. You can, once a month you go see a lady. But like I said in Savannah, there's no ladies to go see. So right. it doesn't get to happen very often. But whenever... I lost my point. <laughs> I do it all the time. It's all good. Yeah. yeah, like it just, for me personally, I, oh yeah, the support. He supports me emotionally, physically, he's got a great cock, but, and he, I don't have to pay for anything when I'm around, but I'm not looking for that millionaire, billionaire to take care of me forever because you know what? I love what I do. I'm going to take care of myself. Right. You know, I am not going to stop working. I want to make more money and more money and be happy. I don't need a man to do that. So I don't need a man to complete me on that level. Yeah, right. I wouldn't take care of you unless something happens. And then right. that's what happens. But no, I wouldn't have you. You still got to pay for my stuff. You still treat me like a princess. Like if I want to pay for something, I have to like beg him, please let me pay for this. <laughs> but no, I love having a partner through this. Right. I love the support. I can right. do both and people can do both too. They just have to realize that. Honey, I've had, I've had two old kids who are now 17 and 14 while escorting. Yeah. <laughs> I was one of the first girls on Arrow, on Arrow City Vibe. And I don't know if Click Click existed then when I was pregnant 17 years ago. Pregnant in my photos in a beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> gorgeous bikini. Holding her belly and all this glory, like hey, there's a fetish you know? for that. There's so many guys that love pregnant women. I've never been with a pregnant woman yet. One day, now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're beautiful. And so, you, you know, if you were doing it back in the day, though, you like you, that was back in the day. You went. I was. I think I was the first pregnant girl I ever saw on Arrow. Damn, that's I some really balls in there. Yeah, I really think so. And I, I remember people kind of being either appalled by it or thinking it was the sexiest shit they'd ever seen. Right. <laughs> it's, yeah, there's no, there's no two sides to it. It's either, what the fuck? Or, damn, that's hot. Yeah, there's no, like, in between. Yeah. Unless you just don't care about anybody. You're like, and yeah, it's funny because now care. a lot of pregnant girls come to me for mentorship and advice on if they should, shouldn't work. Uh, right now, if you're pregnant with a pandemic, the answer is no. <laughs> no, yeah. But then utilize that breast milk after. Come on. I mean, actually, you could utilize it now. You could jar it. Yeah. Jar it. But anyway, that's another lesson, ladies. <laughs> um, but um, so we're at the end here because okay. I really got to go get my nails done. Um, yes. <laughs> Um, where can they find you? Please shout out all your links. Okay, so my Twitter is Layla L U eight. I've had it for so long. So that is my main Twitter. And then you can get Layla Love underscore XXX that has way more perverted stuff. My Instagram's Layla Love underscore zero eight. 
and my YouTube channel, which please go there, subscribe, watch the full videos. I'm just trying to get on YouTube's good side because the algorithm is so intense. And watch my videos and then comment, like, tell me, like, if there's toys you want. Oh, I got to tell you where to go. Love heats up. L-U-V heats up. And you can find all my videos there. But yeah, like even because there's so many toys out there. I just want to, if people have something they want me to try, I will get on it and get it. Before we close, what store do you get most of your toys from? Well, right now, I because I did a partnership with the White Unicorn. So I'm shopping off there. So they go, they don't get any discounts. So if they shop on my links, but it's still some cute toys. And then I use a dormy. Um, I'm not happy with the fact that they didn't, weren't happy that I wasn't giving their products 10, but they're still not expensive toys. I'll tell you, I'll tell you who I found to love. Um, who? I, at first was doing Amazon, got a couple of ones from there that didn't even make the hair on my arm. Right. Eve has awesome toys. They do, but what I'm learning is that their fabrics are going into like stuff that isn't good for your body. Oh, so, really? Yeah, because I had reached out to them and wanted to probably because I see a lot of people doing it and they get like good codes and I'll probably still do it because I want I'm gonna have a bunch of different toys and so they have a huge variety, especially with lingerie. But now what I'm learning, I'm gonna be like, okay, what so Fun Factory right now and Lilo or like, I think both of them are German companies. So they have just different regulations, but yeah, Adam and Eve, like I said, I tried to contact them and see if I can partner with them too. Cause I want to give people discount codes whenever I promote a toy. Mm -hmm. And even though I'm going to go to more toys that are better for your body, I'm not going to be perfect for the next little while. Cause I just want to try out a bunch of different stuff. Right. Right. Yeah. Like they do, they do have a lot of toys. They have a lot of crazy. That's toys. where I've been getting mine from. Cause like I said, I started with Amazon found that I got one piece that was great. It has amazing results. And then the other two were just duds. And I was like, I'm not getting any more from Amazon. And I switched over to Adam and Eve. And um, so far, so good. But yeah, I'll look into some of the ones you mentioned. Maybe you can email them to me. But I want to say yeah, thank you. you the, yeah, you're welcome. I want to say oh, thank wait, you wait, for, for coming on. I have a 14-year-old who's probably in the living room pacing as we speak. And I'm not dressed yet. Had me brush my hair. Um <laughs> So I'm going to go so we can get our nails done. But thank you so much for coming on. And thank I will you have for having me. It was so much fun. It was so great chit-chatting with you. Yeah, and, and I will too. have you on again because you definitely need to have a touring episode. Yes. I don't know when touring is going to be normal again, but we can still do the episode. We can still do because it will become normal again. Our new normal, but it will become normal again. Yeah. Have All a right, good day. Um, bye. Bye.